This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. <laughs> he wants nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of The Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. On today's podcast, now that the game is, uh, what, 18 hours in our rearview mirror, how do we look back at the Browns' brutal loss to the Baltimore Ravens? Plus, Sunday night football, the Jets hang in there against Patrick Mahomes with a rough night and the Chiefs, but in the end, the Chiefs get the victory. And we'll look ahead to Monday Night Football between the Giants and the Seahawks. Who do I expect to pull that one out tonight? That's all coming up on this edition of The Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. All right, folks, let's jump right into it. The Browns had a rough day yesterday. It, it, not, in, not surprising, the... You know, we often say this fan base, that fan base. Every fan base is emotional about their team. Um, Browns fans, many of you out there, have been beat up more than most fan bases. So I understand the over-emotional reaction to a game. The Browns played a lousy game yesterday. There's no doubt about it. And there's plenty of criticism to go around. After getting more information over the last 12 hours or so and after rewatching the game and the game and, and seeing what the game plan was, I do think there's plenty of fair criticism to go around for Kevin Stefanski. I thought Kevin Stefanski had a bad day. I still don't think he's a bad coach. You know, the reality is in the National Football League, there are a few special coaches and a few coaches who clearly are awful. And then most of the guys are somewhere in between and they're going to have, they're going to ebb and flow based on their talent, based on the week, things happen. Right. Uh, But in all fairness, Kevin Stefanski had a bad day. There's no doubt about it. He, he did not put his quarterback in the best position to succeed. That being said, Dorian Thompson Robinson uh, clearly was not ready to play. Now that also you got to give some blame to the offensive coaches and Kevin Stefanski and Alex Van Pelt. They did not have him ready. You got to put some of the blame on him. He's the player. He's out on the field. Now, I don't want to kill the guy. He's a fifth round pick playing in a game he didn't expect to play. Um, but he was horrendous. I can't remember a single good throw he made. I watched the game twice. I was like, well, you know, that, that one throw was okay. I mean, it, there was there were not many. Uh, now, 
Could Stefanski have done more? Absolutely. Should they have probably tried to run the ball more early in the game before things got out of hand? They should have. Is it fair that they were also ineffective in running the ball early? That's true, too. Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt combined 14 carries for 38 yards. I mean, that's two and a half yards, a little over two and a half yards per carry. It's hard to sustain any kind of offense when you're unable to run the ball and you have a quarterback that's not ready to play. On the other side, Lamar Jackson was extremely efficient, something he hasn't been much over the last couple of years. He only threw the ball 19 times. Now in the second half, they didn't need to do much. They were up 21-3. The Browns were clearly unable to move the ball. And they just didn't want to make any mistakes. He had a he had made an amazing throw to Mark Andrews in the end zone for that one touchdown. Andrews obviously had two on the day. Andrews made a great catch on that play. Um, the the Ravens uh, ran the ball, but they, they weren't great on the ground. I mean, they, overall, they ran for four yards per carry. They stuck with it, and yeah, they did it a lot in the second half when the game was out of hand, but it wasn't like they were killing the Browns in the run. Gus Edwards, their starter, didn't do much, 15 for 48. Now they had a couple of long runs here and there. Uh, you know, they had, they had four long runs. Edwards, Hill, Lamar, and Tyler Huntley all, excuse me, not Tyler Huntley, and Melvin Gordon all had one long run. Um, in fact, th those four carries went for uh, 63 yards um, on four carries. And then at the rest of the day, they had they had 29 for 70. They barely moved the ball. But, hey, listen, they did enough to get it done. Lamar rushed in two touchdowns, one after the initial uh, turnover there where the, the Ravens got right in the end zone. Uh, I thought the defense, again, thinking, looking back, rewatching the game, I thought the defense was okay. You know, the Browns defense the first three weeks was fantastic. But this is why I constantly say you can't make dec 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 decorative, dec declarative, man, I'm struggling with that word. Declarative, that's it. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> you can't make declarative judgments about teams and parts of teams in three weeks. It's not enough of a sample size. Is the Browns defense an all-time great defense? Probably not. But not because of yesterday, just because there are only a few all-time great defenses. And the odds of one team being one now in this type of NFL is slim. Is the Browns defense very good? I think it is. Through four games it's been, even with not playing great yesterday. This defense is still, in my opinion, going to be one of the better defenses in the NFL. But to make sweeping judgments, a lot easier to say, after three weeks is just crazy. But what you can do anytime, you don't have to wait three weeks, is get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. Win up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 uh, in same-game parlays on any game with the squares icon to earn a square. Bet Rivers, it's the way to go. Uh, Browns are on a bye this week. Obviously, we'll get into San Francisco and what's going on there next week. But uh, getting back to yesterday, the the, the Browns not only did um, 
Kevin Stefanski not do a good enough job helping Dorian Thompson Robinson. Neither did the rest of the team. The offensive line is not playing well. Uh, his receivers, you know, uh, David Njoku had a decent game uh, after that scary incident over the weekend where he burnt his face. Kind of crazy. Uh, nobody else did much of anything. Amari Cooper had six targets, only one catch. Elijah Moore. I mean, people were going bananas about Elijah Moore. Bananas. I think we've come back to reality on Elijah Moore. I kept hearing, well, the Jets didn't have a quarterback. Yeah, well, the Jets didn't have a quarterback, and Garrett Wilson had 1,000 yards last year. Again, just like I said with the defense on the good side, uh, same thing with Elijah Moore on the bad side. I'm not giving up on Elijah Moore. I don't think he's a scrub. But at the moment, he's on pace for about 600 yards this season. Little over that, not what a lot, and no touchdowns. Not what a lot of people were thinking. And for all this talk about using him in the run game, and some people were saying he always oh, going to finish second on the Browns in rush yards. Um, yeah, he has seven carries for three yards so far. Now, <laughs> in fairness, he did have a, a negative twenty-yard rush, but that was his fault. He kept going backwards. And the one thing I'll say to defend Kevin Stefanski who, again, deserves criticism for the game plan and putting the rookie in the tough spot. But every time a trick play goes wrong, people want to kill him. Now, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? If it works, we go bananas. Trick plays, when they don't work, they're ugly. They look really bad. Don't overreact to that. That being said, um, I know there was, you know, <sighs> there's clearly got to be some frustration in the locker room off of this loss and off of the way they played, and, and that the offense had no chance. What's really interesting that is that apparently, um, you know, on, on Friday, we thought Watson was not going to play. But there seemed to be a lot of buzz around the team that he was going to play. And it did seem like Kevin Stefanski wasn't prepared for Deshaun Watson not playing, even though it seemed to us that he should have been. And I'm curious when he talks, what he has to say about that. I think he's got to be asked that question. Like, were you expecting Deshaun Watson to play? Because it didn't seem like they adjusted the game plan at all. And that's, again, that's on Stefanski and the offensive uh, uh, team. You know, all the whole coaching staff. It was a, a major failure there. Um, not much, you know, you could say either way. Um, I still thought, like I said, I still think the defense played pretty well. I still thought JOK played pretty well. It's tough playing against Lamar Jackson. It's an adjustment. Um, Miles Garrett got banged up in this game. He did have another sack. Browns had three sacks, one by Miles Garrett, one by Ob Oboe, and then Dalvin Tomlinson and Jordan Elliott, believe it or not, split the, uh, the third sack. But I'll tell you, Roquan Smith was accused of trash talking. It was not trash talk if you actually listened with context. But he backed it up. He played great either way. Led the team, led the game, the game with ten tackles, and a tackle for a loss, two passes defended, and a quarterback hit. But uh, Ravens were, you know, did a good job. I still don't think they're that great. But right now, they're the best team in the North because the Bengals are awful right now. The Steelers are not very good, and their quarterback who's not very good is hurt, which means 
uh, Mitch Trubisky's, who's even worse, probably. And the Browns have been up and down. And they got to, obviously, you got to get Deshaun Watson back and healthy, and you're playing uh, what arguably is the best team in football or one of them with, with San Francisco. Um, coming up uh, in two weeks. And and that will be certainly a challenge for the Browns. But they're going to, without a doubt, need Deshaun Watson back in that one. I still think everybody should calm down a little bit. I know we're so overreactionary to one game. It's a long season. The Browns are two and two. Um, they still have a lot of winning, a lot of winnable games on the schedule. Um, you're only one back in the division. You know the Brown. Let's see how many teams are. Uh, let's see, there's five, nine. There's actually eleven teams in the AFC that are two and two or better, including the entire AFC South. And nobody that's 0-4. Nobody 4-0 in the AFC. Nobody 0-4 in the AFC. The only undefeated teams are the Niners and the Eagles. The only winless teams are the Panthers and the Bears. Um, man, the Bears really blew that game yesterday. As for the Jets, I, I give them a little credit. Even though they lost, I you know, I, I, Jets fans were arguing with me that they'd still make the playoffs. Uh. And to be fair, they're only a game out of a playoff spot. Uh, I don't see the Jets making the playoffs unless they trade for a better quarterback. But for one game, give them credit, Zach Wilson played pretty well. The Chiefs could have easily, you thought it was going to be a blowout. It was 17 to nothing at the end of the first quarter in Sunday Night Football. Chiefs were a massive favorite in this game. And Mahomes struggled after the first quarter, threw a couple of picks. Didn't play particularly well, but he drove him down for a game-winning field goal. Uh, the Jets, you know, had some opportunities. There were some very questionable calls. There was a missed holding penalty right before Mahomes had a big run late in the game to to kind of take away the Jets' last chance. And so uh, just not, not, a great, uh, not a great job by the officials at all. But in the end, uh, Zach Wilson played pretty well. 28 to 39, 245, two touchdowns, no picks. He only got sacked twice. They've got to get Brees Hall involved more. I, I, I'm not sure. I know he's coming off an injury, but man, there's been a couple of times in these first few games he's gotten the opportunity and he's looked great. But I mean, how much can he do with six carries? They've they've got to get this guy the ball more. Um, they did get Garrett Wilson involved a lot. They targeted him 14 times, but only nine catches is fine but 60 yards. Uh, Brees Hall so far this season has only 32 carries. That's an average of eight a game. He's averaging over six and a half yards per carry. I think you might want him to get, get him the ball a little more. But in the end, what happened is what usually happens. Good teams find a way to win. That's what the Chiefs did. The Chiefs are a good team. The Jets are not. And so that's where we stand. As for Monday night football, final game of the week, Tonight, you got the uh, Giants at home. So back-to-back night games at the Meadowlands. Giants are a two-point dog at home against the Seahawks. I kind of like the Giants tonight. Um, there's a lot of things about this team I don't like. And right now, without Saquon Barkley, they really don't have a running game outside of Daniel Jones. I mean, Matt Breida is is just not a good back at this point in his career. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he was, he was, he was decent. When he was younger, he's just 
they, they just don't have much there. I don't love the Seahawks. I, I, you know, I, I'm still not all in on Geno Smith. Um, and you know, it's a road game. Obviously, the Seahawks get that massive home field advantage. I still think they're kind of a mediocre team, just like they were last year. You know, obviously, Geno has played well overall, um, and he's played well overall this year. I mean, he's been I, – I, I can't – it's hard for me to – you know, I could discredit him all I want, but if I'm fair, I mean, since he's gone to Seattle, 39 touchdowns, 13 picks in parts of three seasons, including obviously last year, and he's completed – over 69% of his passes. I mean, you know, I I still can't find myself totally buying in. And I like the Giants at home tonight. I think it'll be a close game. And uh, the Giants will, you know, keep it close and I'll take them with the two points. I think they'll pull out a a victory, a slight upset. I like the Giants to win this game like 17-16, some sort of weird score that's fairly on the lower end. So take the Giants tonight. Went three and two of my picks with Bet Rivers yesterday. And so I'm happy about that. Keep keep the good times rolling. I think what do we got? Four, four times five is twenty. I'm I'm hitting it over a sixty percent clip. I stay at that clip. I'm I'm a I'm a um a genius. I should be making millions of dollars hitting at that clip. But I'm making millions of dollars for you instead. That's what I do. I'm a giving person. All right, coming up this week, uh, I'm going to do a a little MLB playoff preview this week. We'll also kind of assess where we are at the quarter pole of the NFL season. I know now that we're 17 weeks. We're not quite at the quarter pole, but close enough. And uh, buy or sell candidates this week also in, in fantasy football. We'll do all that this week. Thanks, as always, for joining me. Thanks to Monzo for producing. Thanks to all of you for watching. I'll talk to you next time. Where else? But right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. See ya. Thanks for listening to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.